You get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. But when they go low, we go high. No. No. When they go low, we kick them. Make the phone call, send the email, show up. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Even in states where Donald Trump won big, that it does you any good running away from Donald Trump. I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. I mean, the truth is, is this guy is bad for this country. We could have let that roll for another minute. Peace-loving Democrats calling for violence. Well, and this is not to excuse or justify what happened at the Capitol. This is to point out that if you allow this sort of thing to happen, you're going to get more of it. If people see it happening and getting a result from it, you're going to get more of it, obviously. Yeah, some people can't see the difference between explaining something and justifying it. You know, there's a woman put to death by the federal government the other night. Putting aside what you might feel about the death penalty, uh, she committed a horrendous act, which I will not describe. No, No, She was also the victim of of terrible abuse for I a very long well, time. I hadn't heard that. Oh yeah, yeah, really unthinkable. I actually I was not for executing the gal. She never had a chance. I mean, wow. none of us would emerge from what she emerged from normal or anywhere close to it. But that's straight out of uh what's the Truman Capote book? Right, I was thinking in Cold Blood. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was um, thinking of Breakfast at Tiffany's, but that's a very different story. <laughs> Don't pick up the one if you're thinking of the other. Um, but, I heard uh, there's a Truman Capote book about a young girl in New York. I think I'll read In Cold Blood. <laughs> but to explain what made her crazy is not to excuse the crime, obviously. And to explain why the right, the crazies on the right, thought violence is okay, well, that's because they saw it for months and months and months. That doesn't make it okay, but the left absolutely bears a large measure of responsibility for the violence that we saw last week, uh, which is a point that was made during the uh, impeachment waste of time yesterday. Uh, now, very briefly, I brought you earlier that Brian Cranston, the actor, terrific actor, is coming out against cancel culture. Um, and in a really eloquent way, he's really an interesting guy. He says, I think our societies have become harder and less understanding, less tolerant, less forgiving. Where does forgiveness live in our society? Where can we accept someone's behavior if they are contrite, they are apologetic, they take responsibility? Isn't it possible that forgiveness plays a part of that and they are welcomed back, as opposed to creating more fences, creating more you're out, you're in, that's it. You make one mistake, gone. And he goes on in that vein, and he's quite the lefty. So sometimes I have hope for society. Then you got Ted Wheeler. And yes, I'm going to pronounce it Wheeler and not Weasel. The mayor of Portlandia, who is now saying, and he did an interview the other day, he is committed to finding the people responsible for criminal activity in Portland over the past seven months. So he's admitting it was criminal activity. He's admitting it went on for a long time. And he's admitting that there are groups behind it. Now, he emphasizes that it's small groups. Uh, they're nimble. They hit quickly. Then they leave, and they are changing their tactics, etc. But it is absolutely progress that we're hearing people like Tad Wheeler, who's left at Trotsky, um, saying, "Yeah, th- this political violence is unacceptable. These are criminal groups. We have to find them. We have to prosecute them." That's something close to a miracle in Portland. Yeah, I'd say. Um, I well, I would like to get to a place where you know, referring to the montage we just played. Everybody uh, wants to calm things down, no matter what your 
cause is. Well, this cause is important, so it justifies violence or near violence. Or, These people have a right to be angry. Or super hot rhetoric that could lead to violence. Yeah. yeah these people yeah. have a right to be that mad that they want to smash stuff up. Now, they asked Mayor Wheeler if the local unrest had an influence on a national level. This is KATU-TV. If the rioters possibly influenced others elsewhere to act out, he said, nobody gets to point to somebody else breaking law and say, they broke the law, therefore I can break the law. That's not how it works. We're adults here. Hmm. Which is really, it's another example. We're talking about the laws of uh, the First Amendment, free speech, and the culture of free speech. And if you let the culture get too corroded and too tolerant of of, uh, uh, censorship, you're going to find the laws follow. Well, what Ted Wheeler is missing, or he's probably rationalizing it because he doesn't want to admit how damaging his passive allowing of violence was, is, Ted, you encouraged the culture of violence. You permitted it. Hell, you even encouraged it at times. And show enough, people start to say, well, the culture is violent. That side is getting what they want. I'm going to do it. So no, Ted, you having permitted violence for that long, you don't get to say, well, well, uh, it doesn't make it right that they did it. No, right. No, it doesn't. But you have to accept responsibility. In the same way, you know, a, a, a dad who's a, a abusive to mom, physically, verbally, cheats on her, whatever, and then his son imitates that behavior. Come on. Who would say, well, no, 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 no. Uh, abuse is against the law. So uh, the dad did not say to the son, it's okay. I mean, come on, folks. little wisdom, please. But if a guy like Ted Weasel is saying this stuff out loud, there's at least a little hope. So we ought to get to some of the headlines of the day. There are a couple of uh, nuggets of news you should know, like the how many people are unemployed and needing help numbers that are out today. They aren't good. But first, tell you about Simply Safe, which is just a great way to protect your home and your family. Um, it's simple. It's right there in the name, Simply Safe. This is protection for your house 24-7 that you can set up yourself in about 30 minutes. Yep. It's an arsenal of cameras and sensors and the best 24-7 monitors in the business. So whether it's, uh, you need the cops or fire or EMTs, Simply Safe is there for you. And as Jack said, you set it up yourself. So there's no installation cost. There's no long contract. It's all the great stuff from a security system and none of the bad stuff. They have been named the best home security system by a whole bunch of different uh, organizations that look at this sort of thing. And it's simple to set up and use and you can, uh, uh, get in and out of the contract easily. And right now, our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. It's also a 60 day risk free trial. So you're not risking anything. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for your free security camera today. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. For some reason, the media is making a big deal out of the fact that 10 Republicans voted to impeach Donald Trump. I think the headline should be almost 200 Republicans voted against. So if your feeling was, man, this is a sea change, you know, the Republicans have abandoned Trump, blah, blah, blah. No, no, it was about almost 200 to 10 among the Republican voters yesterday. So um, that's the way that went. And it passed. So Donald Trump has been technically impeached. But the trial, whether or not he would get booted from office, doesn't start until the 19th. He gets booted from office on the 20th at noon. So they would have to have the trial now uh, after Joe Biden takes office. Whether or not that will actually happen, 
um, is up in the air. And did learn this. I, I don't think there's any chance it happens. Just for the record, I, it would be absurd. It and would if, be ridiculous. And if it did happen, boy, based on yesterday's vote, you're not going to get the 17 votes. There's not going to be the public will among Republicans to, right. to, 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 you know, the final punishment. I keep wanting to say boot from office, but that's not what it is. It, it is, I don't know what it is, actually. Well, let's go ahead and lay it out. You would need a third of the Republican caucus to vote to convict. And it's only after you convict and remove from office, after he's already out of office, that you can have the vote, as Jack explained earlier, to bar him from future office. That's a separate vote. Completely different vote. That one is only you got to get a majority. But you have to get the two-thirds first before you can do the vote on keeping him from ever being in office again. Now, I've been wrong before. I will be wrong again. But here's why I'm so confident that it's not going to happen. This is what has to line up. Number one, the Democratic Senate has to decide it's worth doing. And Joe Biden, who really doesn't want it to happen, has got to say, okay, because they won't do it you know, in his face. So you got to have those people agree to it, which is going to totally screw up the first 100 days, uh, six months of the Biden administration. So having said that... You gotta hold the trial. You gotta get a third of the Republican caucus to turn and convict Trump. Then you have to have that vote. And that no, but everybody knows that's not gonna happen. I just, I think it's ridiculous. I think it is CNN and the Alphabet Network's ratings promotion for the spring pretending there's going to be an impeachment. Again, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. So I want to talk a little bit about Twitter and QAnon and, you know, booting people off of platforms, which drives them underground and all that sort of stuff uh, coming up. But uh came across this. Stop calling these things zip ties. And they've got the picture of uh the guy. There's actually a couple of dudes that were there in the Capitol building with the zip ties. These are 27-inch nylon tactical restraints. Zip ties are used for arts and crafts and gardening. we got a lot <laughs> around our house. Nylon tactical restraints are used to immobilize large amounts of prisoners and hostages. They're a different thing. And yeah, and in the picture, I mean, that's, you know, it's it's a zip tie. That it's, it's crafted the same way, but right. I've never owned a zip tie like that. No, it's a single-purpose item, really. So I'm, I'm still convinced there was a, a group of people, and I have no idea how big it was, that were organized in a certain way with a certain job to do. And uh, the FBI is going to get to the bottom of that. And it's right. going to be pretty damned interesting to find out. Yeah, who were they going to the, the handcuff? And for what purpose? Was it specifically Pence? Um, or was it Nancy? Or I, I Yeah, and, and what were they going to do with them? Was it going to be... Well, I don't know. I, I'll bet the FBI figures it out, though. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, if they pile up enough charges and say, look... Jim, you're going to spend 45 years in federal prison. Or you can just tell us what's going on. We'll cut that in half. A lot of people decide to take that bargain. Um, there'd, there'd be that. And once they, you know, they figured out who these people are and they're going to their homes and arresting them, well, they're going to get their computers and they're going to get all that communication. Oh, that's and all a good that, point. All yeah. that sort of stuff. So we'll know at some point. It's going to be pretty fascinating. I was trying to learn more about QAnon last night. And it's a lot harder now than it was a week ago. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, also, we've got Fine China, my new segment on things that are going on involving China. You don't like it? I don't love it. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Because you, you got to have a cutesy name for your segments. I watch cable news. You can't do a segment unless it's got a cutesy name. Do we need fancy graphics on the radio? It'd be like explosions, fireworks, because they're kind of famous. In fine China, I'll just pew, pew, I'll just scream pew, breaking news pew, pew. beneath uh, your guys' conversation to do the uh, the Chiron equivalent of Always, radio. Always, because everything is breaking, breaking news. news. Everything is breaking, breaking news. Exactly. Breaking news. <laughs> the whole show. Breaking news. Um, stay tuned. Breaking news. Wouldn't that be annoying? Breaking news. Just like it is on TV. Uh, stay tuned for all that. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In other news, after aging in space for more than a year, SpaceX is now bringing a case of Bordeaux wine back to Earth. What? Yeah, Elon Musk, he's just got, he's got too much money. That's it now. He's using outer space as a wine cellar. <laughs> he's, oh, we're out of space. What are we going to do with these? I've got six bottles. There's no room. Fire up the rocket. We'll keep it up there while we drink this. Huh. The cargo capsule in the SpaceX Dragon uh, contained wine, vines, and other things that rhymed. Uh, no, uh, uh, a thousand pounds of uh, gear, including mice, all kinds of different things. Rice. It was, <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, it's all, all scientific experiments. Why the wine specifically? I'm not exactly sure. Because it's Elon. Because it's Elon. <laughs> yeah. Because he owns it, <laughs> he owns the company. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll do chemical. They're they're going to do chemical testing. But I'm sure whatever they learn about what it did to wine, you know, molecularly being in space, will be of use to. It's all about getting to Mars. He's involved in that whole project. Ah, and right. Trying, and trying to figure out how things react to being in space for various periods of time. Manufacturing your own water and whatnot. God, I hope I live long enough for the Mars mission. Did oh he, my God! Did he send up a charcuterie board with the wine or? Is it just be appreciated? Yeah. Um, manned mission to Mars. I, I got. I got to hang on long enough to see that. However long it'll take. Um, so, uh, the guy from Parlor says that they might be over. Um, Twitter has started booting off anybody that's got anything to do. Any reference to QAnon pretty much has been booted off Twitter. Seventy million. People have been booted off Twitter, which explains why a lot of right-leaning Twitter accounts have lost a whole bunch of people. So we've lost about 2,000 Twitter followers since last Wednesday. I was thinking it was the crowd that has been texting and emailing and saying, that's it, I'm never listening again, um, because we weren't uh, 100% back in Trump on, on on what he was saying and doing. Um I thought it was that. I don't think it's that anymore. I think it's no. people who had any, you know, any QAnon talk whatsoever have been removed. And I've seen a bunch of other people who've lost tens of thousands of Twitter followers. I don't know how far down the QAnon road you have to go before Twitter will boot you, boot, boot you off or if you ever had a single hashtag that turns out to be one of the phrases and you might not have even have known it. Well, was um, it Facebook that banned any reference to stop the steal? Right. Imagine if they had done the same thing with, um, you know, the crazy Russia conspiracy about uh, Trump winning the election. Yeah, how corrosive and dangerous was that to the country, Jack Dorsey? 
Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Sundar Pichai. Come on. But one of my concerns is I wanted to, I I know a fair amount about QAnon because I started really looking into it a couple of weeks ago and reading more long articles about it and everything like that. But I wanted to get even deeper into it. Um, and since last Wednesday, it's hard. So many of the YouTube videos that you would have watched and really understood what was going on with QAnon are gone. So many of the the the, the big Twitter follows that were all about QAnon, they're gone. And I'm I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I I I, I seriously don't know that. I mean, I understand the problem with like let's use pedophiles as in as an example. You know, do you want them all communicating and being able to organize? Well, no. But do you want to know who they are and what they're up to? Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, it might be as simple because this conversation always gets into the First Amendment and laws versus the culture of the free exchange of ideas and the rest of it and bias and, and all. Maybe just start here. Power corrupts. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that. You know, our freedom-loving quotes of the day from James Madison lately, he was big on that. You can't trust anybody with power. You can give them power, but don't trust them. The big media companies obviously have mind-boggling powers, almost magical powers to affect conversation, politics, elections, the rest of it. We have to be looking at them hard. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even get to my point about the QAnon crowd, where I did find some videos I could watch, and um, uh, it's it's God, it is so freaking fascinating. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Washington Post has identified and has got an article today about the uh, Capitol Police officer. His name is Eugene Goodman, and maybe you've seen the video now. He's the guy who is confronted confronted with a lot of violent rioters coming at him and trying to figure out what to do, knowing his job is to try to protect, you know, everybody in the in the, in the Senate chamber. Mm-hmm. And he he kept backing up and backing up, and then led them away from the Senate chamber. Um, giving them time to get the doors shut and get the people out of there. And everybody thinks that he may have saved it from being just a horrific day. Hmm. And um, it turns out that he is a decorated Army veteran um, and police officer. So he was the right guy for the job. Wow. You know, I wouldn't have been able to think that fast and that clearly in that sort of situation. God knows. But he was able to and, um, and led people down the wrong direction. You know, and he had a lot of decisions to make. Do I pull my weapon? Do I shoot somebody? I'd be overwhelmed. I'm here by myself. Right. And, and then they would get in and, you know, do whatever they're going to do. Um, it's, wow, what a situation. Yeah. Yeah, just insane. And condemned by everybody. And really, anybody of any sense. Right. Um, so I was, I, I was watching some QAnon videos last night. And what, what I've been trying to nail down is... Any research you do into QAnon, start, QAnon starts with it. The, the, the theory is that there is a worldwide pedophile ring going on, child sex trafficking, that involves the leaders of all countries and the Pope and all kinds of different people. And the only person that can stop it is Donald Trump. Hmm. Um, and everybody's in on it. I mean, everybody. Um, and and when, when I hear that, I think, okay, is that actually what they believe 
because I'm a fan of watching debates between people who are uh, pro-religious and anti-religious. Like I've watched Christopher Hitchens debate um, uh, Richard Dawkins and that sort of stuff. And the people on the side of being anti-religion always mischaracterize what almost all religious people are. Right. Way, way overstate mm-hmm. what they are. And I wondered, is that going on with QAnon? Well, then I watched a bunch of videos, and this is anecdotal evidence, but lots of interviews, like Vice did a great piece interviewing people that QAnon running for uh, various offices. and Smart, I mean, seem to be smart, successful, well-dressed, well-capped. Sometimes they're sitting at their nice home. Sometimes they're sitting at their luxurious ma- mansion mm-hmm. going full-on QAnon look. There is a child sex trafficking ring globally. All the world leaders are involved in it, and only Donald Trump can stop it. They full-on believe that thing. Hillary Clinton's involved in it. You know, going back to the Pizzagate. Right, sure. And and I watch video after video. I don't know what percentage of people are into QAnon, and I don't know what percentage of QAnon people fully believe that, but there's a bunch of them. It, yeah, and that just seems so crazy to me. I cannot imagine. And and constantly pressed by various reporters in a very um open way. So what's your evidence for this? Or how did you how did you stumble upon this? Well, the evidence is everywhere. I mean, it's as obvious to anybody who looks into it. They never get into the specifics of where's the evidence and how did you learn this? I would like to know how did you come to this conclusion? And what is the evidence that brought you to this? But it's always just, look, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you that sort of thing. Sure. Well, and every great scam has a large degree of truth. So they cite as evidence uh, various things that are unquestionably true. They misinterpret them or attribute uh, you know, characteristics to that true thing that aren't true. And I don't know. People just get excited about it. They like to think they're in control of an uncontrollable world by being against this it's sort of thing. Fascinating to uh, just to take take a look at the human psyche, and we all have our needs to you know to, to try to make it through the world. And some people have mm-hmm. latched onto that. I just and it's worth pointing out that we started this conversation by talking about very briefly the violence at the Capitol and and QAnon and that type of person is only one. Uh, one stripe, one sort of person that is drawn to that sort of, uh, you know, right-wing weird radicalism. There are plenty of different well, that poor woman that got shot and killed from San Diego, she was a WW1, WWA person. Where, yeah. where we go one, we go all. Yeah. Um, and her, her Twitter feed, I don't know if it's still up, I haven't checked, was just non-stop queuing on that whole thing. I don't know. Well, 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 well I, human beings, as you've often said, what a fascinating beast. Yes, indeed. Uh, often I say they're my least favorite beast. I like them less than mosquitoes. Anyway, uh, so uh, yesterday, obviously, the House voted to impeach Donald J. again, and the cable news made a great deal of noise about it. We're not going to drone on and on about it because, A, you already know, and, B, there's not much more to be said. I don't even think the Senate will hold a trial ever. Um, but, you know, who it's knows? It's not going to start until the 19th if... It does happen, and that's the day before Biden becomes president. It won't happen. The, the, it, you don't the, think it'll even start? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I just I, I know Mitch McConnell's thinking very hard about the way to gracefully get out from under this. Um, 
I have a very strong feeling that if he just announces he's going to delay it for a day and then Biden's in office, he'll then make the point, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing Not this? a chance Joe Biden wants this to happen, is there? Exactly. So they will announce that idea of a delay of 100 days. Then around the 97th or 95th day, you'll see uh, anonymous sources saying they're really reconsidering whether this is worth the time and energy. And I just don't think it'll happen. Hmm. I, I could be wrong. You know, Nancy, meanwhile, is polling the hell out of her base to try to figure out, you know, what do people want? What do I have to do to please them? Uh, so whatever happens, it'll happen for the wrong reason. I can assure you of that. But having said all that, uh, there were some things said yesterday that I thought were really notable. And interesting. Uh, first of all, uh, Congressman Ken Buck uh, gave a speech uh, on the floor, and he made an absolutely necessary point in clip 34. The inauguration of the president was boycotted by over 40 Democrat members of this House. They were frustrated to read in the Washington Post the day after the inauguration, let the impeachment begin. They were frustrated when members of this House spoke over and over about impeaching the president days into his administration. And then the socialists in Hollywood joined their allies in Congress. Robert De Niro said that he wanted to punch the president in the face. Madonna thought about blowing up the White House. Kathy Lee Griffin held up a a likeness of the president's uh, beheaded head. And nothing was said by my colleagues at that point in time. Join that together with all of the folks, including ourselves, who've pointed out the months and months and months of violence from the left. And then this acting just shocked that there would be violence. It's just so incredibly hypocritical. The A&G bottom line, condemn political violence always, in all cases. You don't have a choice, or you're going to get last Wednesday over and over again. Show up to the inauguration when the other side wins the presidency. Don't publish in the WAPO. I, I hate to con- co- correct the congressman. It was the it was before the inauguration, wasn't it? Or was it the evening of the inauguration that the WAPO had that big headline? The impeachment begins. I mean, how absurd is that? And then you blame the right for being irrational. Now, Donald J. belatedly came to his senses. Put out a uh, a video last night. Uh, Clip 51 is the most uh, critical part, I think. I want to be very clear. I unequivocally condemn the violence that we saw last week. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our movement. Go ahead with clip 52, Sean. I think this one was pretty important, too. Mob violence goes against everything I believe in and everything our movement stands for. No true supporter of mine could ever endorse political violence. No true supporter of mine could ever disrespect law enforcement or our great American flag. No true supporter of mine could ever threaten or harass their fellow Americans. If you do any of these things, you are not supporting our movement, you're attacking it. And you are attacking our country. We cannot tolerate it. I find myself wondering what the reaction to that was among the, uh, you know, in the wackier uh, corners of conservative politics. I mean, that was unequivocal and specific. You're doing these this violence in my name. Don't ever. Don't. Oh, you're wondering uh, how that was received in the, um, you know, the crowd that stormed the building. That, yeah. that, that crowd. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and like-minded people. Uh, huh. My experience with that sort of person is they will find some tortured logic and get around it. He's just saying that because blank, blank, but he secretly wants us to keep it up. Yeah, that gets to the whole QAnon thing also, the breadcrumbs phenomenon. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but people, I am not, sir. people really get into that. So I know not to eat crackers in bed. Um, it can re- it can relate to all kinds of different news stories or or statements by all kinds of different people, but particularly with the president, there could have been a phrase in there that the QAnon crowd will uh, pull out and say, "Hey, there's a breadcrumb. He's still with us. That's what he's saying. This phrase comes from this and means this. Ah, um, it's a signal. It's a secret signal to us. Those are the breadcrumbs they're always looking for from Q and through President Trump." Ah, Q being a secret source, whoever he is, some highly placed military official that has all the secrets. Yeah, I told this story before, but one of our beloved listeners was big into it and uh, fairly early on and sent an email and uh, sent a link. And here's what Q says is going to happen and all. I thought, wow, that's very strange. But if this is legit, this is a secret source who's blowing the whistle. I'm, you know, that's we're into that sort of thing around here. I mean, we have lots of whistleblowers who email us all the time. Mailbag at Armstrong and dot com. But I went ahead, I thought it was so intriguing, and the predictions were so uh, astounding, I printed it and just set it on the corner of the desk and waited for the various dates and events to come and go, and none of it was true. But None of it. But there is a certain sort of person in the world that if you throw the bread crummy stuff at them and the rest of it, you'll convince them that, oh, no, 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 it actually it did come true, but they hit it by X, Y, Z, and they, they string people along. So China claims they've had their first coronavirus death in eight months, right when uh, World Health Organization is finally being let in. And also, we've banned some products from China, and the world's greatest pigeon is being executed. <laughs> I'm sorry, i got to get my headphones fixed. It sounded like you said the world's greatest pigeon just got executed. Is going to be executed. Oh, it's, it's and, going uh, to be. There's still hope, then, for the world's greatest pigeon. Really unfortunate. Not cool. Anyway, all that on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's been announced this week that it will release a new movie every week of 2021 unless we meet their demands. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I love okay. Seth Myers. Yeah, Seth Myers is pretty good. <laughs> um, before I get to executing the world's greatest pigeon, uh, the pigeon is the goat. It's a goat pigeon. Greatest of all time, right? Right. Uh, The number of people looking for help because they lost their job, almost a million this week. The numbers come out on Thursday all the time. That's the highest number in uh, since August. A million new jobless claims. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Not good. No, no, it's definitely not. A couple of stories from China. I call this fine China. Do-do-do. Um, they're finally letting the WHO... At least the gong, Michael. At least the gong. All right. It's better. Yes? COVID investigators from the World Health Organization are finally being allowed into the area where this whole thing started. The 10-member team sent to Wuhan and approved by President Xi's government after months of diplomatic wrangling. What do you suppose that was all about? (laughs) 
Please. I like you calling it cleaning up the crime scene. Yeah, anybody who's run a meth lab. Yeah, you can come in and serve that warrant in um a year. Yeah, that's pretty handy if you've committed a horrific crime. Months of diplomatic wrangling that the WHO put up with and the world put up with. It's just absolutely amazing. That prompted an unusual public complaint that we read last week by the WHO, where they said China was not cooperating. Scientists suspect the virus that has killed now almost 2 million people in the world jumped from humans to bats or other animals, most likely in China's southwest. The Chinese say that the disease um, probably came from abroad, possibly on imported seafood. International scientists reject that explanation. Oh, please. It came from your damn lab. You're trying to build a super virus probably so you could study it and learn how to battle it. But one of your sloppy, sloppy scientists let it loose somehow. China announced that they've had their first COVID death in, I think they said, eight months. I, first of all, they lie about everything. Everything. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, 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 expert guys that I heard said, either have to have or double whatever number they give you to start. That's where you start uh, on any like economic numbers or just anything they tell you. Right. Um, but so I, I just kind of wonder, why did they admit to a death right when the WHO was coming in? Was there some concern that the WHO was going to find there's a virus everywhere? You've been claiming the virus is out of your country for the last however many months. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just came back. That's it. Yeah. See, we got another death. Darn, darn it. Must have been an American flu in. Just seems like a weird coincidence when they finally let the WHO in that they're admitting more deaths are coming, uh, starting to happen again. Yeah, it is kind of odd. I, I don't know what to make of it, though. Uh, and then finally... The inscrutable um, Chinese. China is asshole! There you go. That's another way to put it. The U.S. is imposing a ban on all cotton and tomato products from China's Xinjiang province. I don't know if that's the way you pronounce it. In response to the Chinese government's forced labor practices, that would be also referred to in some places as slavery. Because they you, have slaves picking cotton, LeBron James. What part of that do you not get? Or Disney. Bad mouth in the U.S. And, and praising China. Or Disney. Disney pulls, you know, Song of the South because of some unfortunate imagery. But you're supporting slaves picking cotton now. You're making movies in an area where they've got slaves picking cotton and thanking the Chinese at the end of the film but you won't allow this old-timey Disney classic to be played because it's... And they won't make a movie in Georgia. Right, because they don't have trans bathrooms or... Or or whatever the hell it was. Some abortion ruling or something. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty interesting. So we're banning uh, cotton and tomatoes from that province because of the slavery. I I think we're headed toward a, uh, a world where products either come from China or the United States, and you're either a country that gets your products from China or the United States... And it's just going to be like a bipolar, two different worlds. Wow, it's like you're a Lowe's guy or a Home Depot guy. Exactly. Po- Coke huh. or Pepsi. Yeah. Did I say Pope or Kexi? Coke, <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Uh, I, I don't know. What about that pigeon? Oh, I forgot about the pigeon. and That's a good story, too. The pigeon goat. <sighs> I don't like this story. And I don't care that much about birds. Birds got a, hardly got a brain at all. But anyway. You know what's funny? I've gotten into bird watching, which I realize makes me officially old. But my son, they uh, he lives in the beautiful Bend, Oregon, and somehow he and his roommates came to have a copy of a, a birding book. 
And uh, and they looked outside one day. There was a bird, and they said, I wonder what kind of bird that was. They grabbed the book, and now they're into it. So that's a cool hipster young thing now is bird watching? Well, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but do you have it's vel- surprisingly intriguing. Back to you. Do you have Velcro shoes, or are you still... Uh... <laughs> I'm still tying them, mostly. <laughs> Although I do own some Velcro shoes. I noticed I the don't. percentage of slip-ons I have where I don't have to bend over has grown. <laughs> um, a racing pigeon that survived an extraordinary eight thousand mile trek they're having a race in oregon is that right or washington uh in oregon they're having a pigeon race and the bird got off course and flew eight thousand miles to australia great scott but now they're going to kill the bird because they're concerned that it is spreading disease maybe even the covid Pigeon fever. If the bird came from America, they're concerned about all kinds of bird diseases, including COVID, so they've quarantined it, and they plan to kill it. The greatest pigeon of all time is going to be executed by the Australians. And it's our pigeon. I say we strike now. It's an American (laughs) pigeon. I mean, this is to remember the Maine, you know? Gulf of Tonkin, etc. Lexington and Concord. They said Time the, to kick some Australian ass. The pigeon set was said to be exhausted when it finally got there. Yeah. <laughs> God dang, I'm tired. What happened? What kind of race is this? What Did course I was this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought there was a decent chance Biden would get us into an ill-advised war, but I didn't think it would be the Aussies. Well, this is too much. It's a provocation is what it is. Yeah, that's a sad how, story, kind of. How dare they? Just put it in a box and ship it back. <laughs> you kangaroo humping idiots. Come on. That's a great bird. Armstrong and Getty.